This is, we are, final word, Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, Perth Stadium, gorgeous evening here in Perth. We never said anything nasty about Perth in the first place. No. I don't know why people think we did. No. Um, I kept coming back to this point over and over in the week that we're here. You know what? That's not what we're here to talk about. It's mm -hmm. about the cricket. Inside Perth Stadium, which we watched over 90 odd overs today, and you'll describe all of that in 30 odd seconds. None for 74 and West Indies resumed. Wicket in the first over, Tachinara and Chandapal Nick to slip. But there was always resistance. The wickets kept coming, the Australians chiselled them out, but someone always fought back. Whether it was Shamar Brooks for a while as a concussion sub, whether it was Jason Holder with the bat, whether it was Jermaine Blackwood. A couple of wickets in the second session for the Australians. They finally found the length. The resistance went on after the tea break. And even though they only made 280-something, uh, I forgot, 283, sounds good. They batted for 98 overs in which to do so. So, you know, they put up some fight. Australia are batting again, 315 in front when they started and plus a bit more by the time they finished. So 344 ahead with Warner still there on... He's on 12, 17. And Lava Shane's three. Uh -huh. Kawaja was out early. We'll come to that dismissal a little bit later in the Hall of Fame. Teaser. Spoiler. Mm. Um, yeah, I share your view that the West Indies applied themselves really well today, but I guess the problem was they lost six for 39. Um, after the new ball was taken, where Australia run, run rampant, ran rampant, ran rampant, ran, run, 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 ran, ran on the ramparts. Let's go where I started with. Run, ran, ran, ran rampant. They did all of those they things. They rampled around the ragged rocks. Who, who was playing the, the rugged rascal the last time they played at Perth back in yeah. 2009, Rabbi Rampled. Sure. Um, but the Rabi problem, yeah, that the issue Rampshot. was always going to be that once they were able to get rid of Brathwaite, as they did um, with the second new ball, I think it was then, no, um, no, that was earlier. Oh, that was earlier. Yeah, my apologies. It was 54th over, 55th yep. over. I've got it all written down. Brathwaite yep. bowled by a Cummins beauty, reminiscent of the ball that he bowled to Joe Root mm -hmm. at Old Trafford to get the party started in 2019 in England's second innings there. It was almost a replica. What yep. a fitting delivery to take Cummins to 200 test wickets at an average of 21 and a half. He's got 116 of those in Australia at 20. And we know yep. that, yes, it's his home country, but... I mean, if you take your test wickets at 20 in Australia, you're going pretty well. Well, they're, um, they're not always very bowling conducive surfaces, exactly, and that's, exactly. that's what he's done. And the, the resilience on. as well, 41 of 44 test matches he's played since his, well, it would have been more than that now, but it was 41 from 44 at one point um, from when he came back from that injury. Yep. Lot, well, I say one injury, near eight injuries at Ranchi in 2017. Yep. Um, so I was so pleased that he did it with a, with a screamer of a delivery, having to wait for a long time at goal for mm -hmm. quite a long time in this first innings, despite oh, how yeah. well he bowled this morning. And the fact that it was the opposition captain as well. All of that, you know, yeah. It was skipper to skipper. It was like some hot, erotic, maritime <laughs> slash fiction, you know, and, and, and there was movement. There was substantial movement. Uh, well, there wasn't, the thing was it wasn't substantial. It was just enough movement where he angles it in, seems it away ever so slightly. Brathwaite's got just a very slightly angled bat as he tries to defend the ball, sneaks past the edge, boom, top of off stump. As you say, it's the Joe Root. Delivery. I think there've been four bowlers to get to 200 faster than Cummins. Um, he's, you know, he's up there. Grimmett, Lily, Warner, McGillar. Yeah, that sounds that. like a very. Yep. That's a good list of leg spinners. Uh, none of whom should have ever been dropped by <laughs> Donald Bradman from the Australian team. Um, and 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 the players that he's level with. I mean, Alec Bedser's in yep. there. You know, uh, Joel Richard Garner's Hadley. in there. Richard Hadley's in there. They're not shabby. 
they're not bad players, you know, they've got a claim to being recognised as decent cricketers. So, but, but what I thought was most impressive was that that came after the lunch break, in his spell after the lunch break, because it was really hard work to find exactly the right length to bowl on this pitch. And I've been trying to work out this pitch for the last couple of days, because at a point after the lunch break, there have been five wickets in two and a half days. Yeah. And you're thinking like, people are sending me messages saying, oh, another road, another highway. It, but it's, it's not. not yeah, and the Australians went out there at lunch, didn't they? They, yeah. they sat there for the second day in a row. The Australian team went out to the pitch and got nice and mm. close and personal with it as if to kind of try and work out themselves. Is there something amiss here? Because even before lunch today, that first um, spell between... Hazelwood gets a wicket in the first over, we should say. Chanderpaul yeah, yeah. nicks off after reaching As 50. discussed, but it doesn't then flow from there. No, but the bowling's... I mean, bowling's Cummins, Cummins could have taken a slew of... Likewise, Hazelwood. Mm. They were so good at the start. It was just one of those times when two guys together who are doing everything right but can't get any luck. And, and that's fine, and, that's part and, of the game. And, and also and Brathwaite, equally, the Brathwaite was, was able to get yeah. the bat inside the line a lot and to fight it out the way that he does so well. Remember, this guy faced 489 balls in a test innings against mm-hmm. England this year. Yep, and Nkrumah Bonner did his job as well. Like, yep. you know, played late, like waited for the deliveries. He was, he was sort of cautious enough without completely going into his shell, played a couple of shots when the ball was there, didn't try to do anything too much. And I felt for him because he was going along really nicely. Yep. And then he gets hit in the head by Cameron Green. Uh, you know, the crowd were chanting, they want Green, they want Green. And finally the Western Australian comes on. And I mean, he's 190,000 centimetres tall. And, and he bowls, when he bowls short, it comes very naturally to him. You know, he can try to bowl a length ball and it's a short ball. And he gets that vicious bounce and it, and it, it clips him in the, sort of the back of the helmet. He bats on for a while, for a few more overs, gets to the drinks break and says, actually, I can't do this anymore. And I mean, what doing with that as well? The doctor comes out and says, you're fit to keep batting. And then 20 minutes later, he says, no, I'm not. I'm coming off. I think there's a bit to this. Well, first of all, it's like, um, I think Cameron Green must have been listening to like Pat Benatar all fired up before he started. His first over, he was running in with a head of steam, bowling bumpers, bowling quickly, getting up in the face of the batters in a way yeah. that... Green doesn't normally do. I mean, he does all the first bits, but not the getting up in the face of the yeah. batters and hits Bonner in the lead over the back of the helmet. I wonder whether on that we might have reached the point where we need to just take players off by what default. I'm not saying yeah. I think this for sure, but I wonder whether there might be a point where we have to take players off by default for a time away because we're seeing yeah. these delayed concussions. I mean, it's not as though Bonner was under any less risk after getting the assessment in the middle between then and going off. Sure. So I appreciate they're, they're trying their best. I'm not having a go at anyone here, but yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe we need to it's, appreciate that there is a, an extra layer of testing that needs to be done. Uh, one suggestion, I was speaking to Callum Ferguson today, who said that maybe they need to give access to the technology, to the medical staff, and get to watch with their own eyes the, the replay a few times. Like how bad on their the contact iPads. was. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if, your, if your doctor can watch it yep. a dozen times close up on a screen rather than mm. just doing the concussion test, you go, right, well, that's hit you flush on the back of the helmet. Mm-hmm. The balance of probability is yeah. you're going to have concussion. We better You may not be presenting symptoms right now, but we better get you off for an hour sure. and just make sure. Yep. I mean, anyway. And, and because we see a lot of contact where it's a very glancing, it just clip, <coughs> clips the helmet and it doesn't actually rattle the head that much. But equally, you can have players who are more susceptible to concussions than others who will be concussed from a an contact, from an impact that wouldn't concuss somebody else. So it's just such an inexact. Like yeah. There's almost there's, there's very little science to it really. It's it's completely it's almost completely post hoc. It's what 
happens later and everything has to be done in hindsight basically. So yeah, it's, it's a, an invidious position for them to be in. But that means he's off the field and he doesn't get replaced as the concussion, concussion sub formally until after the lunch break. But Blackwood comes out and we, we've known Blackwood in the past as being a slap and dasher, sort of wave it around in the wind kind of guy. Didn't play like that. Hasn't played like that recently. He's I a mean, better he, player he, now. Yeah, he, he has. His strike he rate's has gone down. His average has gone up. Yeah, and I don't think that's coincidental. I mean, I, I remember watching him get out. The first test I covered properly, like at the ground as a commentator, was in Dominica in '15, and he got to 50 odd, and, and he gave the Windies a chance in that second dig before playing one of the most outlandish shots you'll ever see to get caught on the rope completely mm. against the flow of play. And I always remembered yeah. that watching him bat subsequently. I would have slagged him off on this podcast many times, and it's as though that. After his recall in England in 2020 for the bio bubble test matches, the 95 he made yeah. in that wonderful fourth innings chase just turned his whole career around. He's mm-hmm. been a pretty consistent operator, and I know he gets yeah. out for 35 today, his leg before wicket. But he to faced start. 108 balls. But he, but he, he, did, but he did a job. He yeah. fought through from that first <coughs> session until after the tea break, and he was the one who was still there even when wickets fell at the other end. So that thing I was talking about with the pitch was was trying to figure out, like, is this flatter than it looks? Because there is grass on it. That doesn't always necessarily mean anything. But there was good bounce throughout, and basically it meant that you just had to hit. Like, it it was good for batting, but if you hit that perfect length, then you could start to trouble the players. So that's what Cummins does, and then that's what Stark does a couple of overs later. His version of the Cummins delivery beats the inside edge on this occasion of Kyle Mayer's. Same result, top of off stump. Uh, and then there's more resistance. There's Jason Holder coming in and saying, all right, I'm going to bat with Blackwood. They put on 53 together. You know, Holder hits a couple of boundaries off line, then launches him for a big six, and eventually he gets caught. But the way he got out, I reckon the, the way he got out relates to the knock to the helmet too, right? Hit on the helmet the previous over, mm. and then next day the lion bowling to him. One ball to get through, gets caught in a leg side trap, which they set mm. up for him around the wicket. So Lyon would have been thrilled with that mode of dismissal, Warner taking it low into his yeah. left. And it was immediately after... Holder had also been, you know, not, not as anywhere near as direct a blow as the one that got Bonner earlier, but a glancing blow and the extent to which that might yeah. have played into his thinking at that particular juncture. We'll never really know, but sure. it goes to that hostility the Australians were able to bring today on that surface you're referring to. So Blackwood comes back after tea with Shamar Brooks, who's been brought in as a concussion sub. I find this interesting as well, that, that a concussion sub can bat in the same innings as the previous player. Fifth time it's happened. So, yeah, and it's yeah. happened a few times, but it means, you know, if you've got a player who's made 180 and then gets hit in the head, they can be replaced by a fresh new batter who can yeah. come in and bat for them. It just It doesn't really sit right for me. So if, you, if a fast bowler bounces you and hits you in the arm and breaks your arm, oh, too bad your team's down a player, see you later. But if they hit you in the head, you get a replacement player to come in, even if you've made a stack of runs already. Yeah, there's a reason for this. The reason for it is, is that you don't want um, sides gaming concussion sure. rules. So by that I mean what we saw with Smith at Lords in 19 when he came back out to bat when he shouldn't have. Sure. If teams don't feel like they have the ability to bring someone in to complete the innings, they will not declare their batters concussed. They'll, yes. send their, they'll push their batters out the door sure. if they need them late. And you need to, I think, give them that security blanket they feel comfortable having a Brooks to come in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Bonner might have walked in at nine down today. Now, he probably wouldn't have in these circumstances, but we have seen that if before. If there'd been a game we on the We have seen line, that before. Well, Justin yeah. Langer, when he was insisting on batting, when he was in all sorts of trouble in South Africa in early 06, there's an example sure. of where, um, thankfully, he wasn't required, but sure. as he said, after his career, he was going to try, mm-hmm. um, and, yet, and he was no, in no place to bat. And then new ball and Stark pitches it up and starts swinging it, bangs Blackwood on so the good. pad. That yeah. one would have been clipping leg stump, then goes straight through poor old Josh De Silva. Who? How about out. that ball, by the way? Josh De Silva, they showed the split screen on, I think it was seven, yeah. between where does that ball go if it doesn't swing mm-hmm. compared to what it did? I think it hit middle and leg. 
That was like almost outside the tram tracks in one day cricket. It was going to be so wide on the angle. Mm. It would have been taken in front of first slip. It's just a reminder of when Stark gets that hooping ball back to the right-hander and nails it, especially when Mm -hmm. the ball's new, it's still close enough to the most lethal weapon in world cricket. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was that. It was being able to bowl full after a day of trying to hit that perfect uh, sort of proper length, proper fast bowling length, then being able to pitch it up and swing it through. Uh, and, and really, you know, well, Shamar Brooks plays a little flirt outside the off stump and nicks off to Cameron Green, gives him a wicket. First ball of a new spell, changed ends, Green. Yep. He deserved that wicket, Green, because he bowled so well earlier from the Langer stand end. Mm-hmm. They bring him back, give him a go with the second new ball, and when he gets Brooks, it's pretty much all over from that point. Uh, very, very quickly runs through it. So Cummins picks up a couple more, Lyon gets one caught at slip. Cummins finishes with three for Stark, finishes with three for a couple for Lyon, one for Green, one for Hazelwood. Um, and and it's, it's a comprehensive enough performance for Australia, but I liked the fact that they really had to sweat for it. And there was never any question about follow-on or anything, no. like no matter how far ahead they were, because they're tired, because they, they wanted more of a break. So I'm still detecting a bit of this online, by the way, that people are shitty about the follow-on not being yeah. enforced because Australia are ahead by 315 runs. I mean, back-to-back test matches, yeah. they're playing five tests in six weeks, they go to India after that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, no, they're never going to risk picking up an injury in order to yeah. try and finish the test in four days. They don't care at this, this point if it goes to, to day five because it almost certainly will anyway. Sure. It's just about giving, and David Warner yeah. said as much after play, it's not about gaming it, it's about going, well, the bowlers get yeah. you know, half a, a session hours. off here, yeah. they'll get, they won't declare until at least lunch, probably closer yeah. to tea, they'll have loads of time. Yeah, yeah, and they get to start late tomorrow, you know, basically spend some more time rehabbing and warming up and doing all the things that they need to do. Before and, and that's not us being anti-follow-on, by the way. There, there are times when it's strategically the right thing to make a team yeah. follow-on to, to press home the advantage. If you bowl a side out in 40-odd overs and you've not really drawn down on your resources and you can smother a team the second time, then like Australia did at the Oval in 15 yeah. or Hobart in well, 15 equally, as well. If, if the bowling conditions are really <coughs> conducive, but they're exactly. not, as we yeah. saw from how hard they had to work the first time around, Often the follow-on innings you've got to work harder because sure. because your bowlers are a bit more tired. You're not starting with that fresh burst, and so if you're starting after 98 overs, then you're you're asking for injuries basically. You're asking for problems rather than taking a more conservative approach. On the way through to the final word Hall of Fame for Woodstockcricket.co.uk, TFW20 is the code. I took a photo. I put it on Twitter of the first time we've seen a Woodstock bat used in a Test match in Australia when Josh De Silva yep. walked out. We've already referred to his dismissal where Bat got nowhere near the ball because of the ball that he was facing. But boy, mm. when he was taking guard, it sure looked pretty. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want a bat that's now being used in test cricket in Australia, independently verified mm-hmm. as the best cricket bat in the world? Treat yourself before Christmas. TFW20 is the code. Woodstockcricket.co.uk. Congratulations, Josta Silva, for being here on this tour. Yes, yes. And <coughs> it would be very easy to make a snide remark about him lasting three balls, but he will have other innings, and he's already made 100 with that Woodstock bat. Sure has. Um, and, and I hope he's going to make more of the West Indies keeper. Hall of Fame, what did you? What leapt out at you as the most amusing moment of your day? 4,733 days for poor old Cam Aroach since his last wicket in Australia. It came completely oh, yeah. against the flow of play. Yes. Uh, Usman Khawaja just tried to leave one, didn't really leave it properly. That was the only ball that Roach had bowled to that point that wasn't pretty much a four ball. Mm. Um, and he gets his first wicket. The previous one was Ricky Ponting over at the Wacker in 2009 when, when Ponting was batting down at number nine. I should say, by the way, mm. you might be listening to this podcast and wondering why we haven't spoken about Ricky Ponting as yet um, today. So um, 
uh, Simon Kadic has confirmed he's spoken to him. Um, he'll be back at work tomorrow. So that, I mean, obviously, when that story broke that he'd had a, a heart scare earlier today, that, yeah. that, that news um, swept through the stadium. But yeah, it's all good. He's had the, the necessary tests and he'll be back here sure. working for Channel 7 tomorrow. But yeah, so Kimo Roach um, finally um, breaks the hoodoo. Had he not got a wicket in this innings, mm. pink ball test next week, oh. he may never have taken a red ball oh. wicket again in Australia oh, in all probability. You can't be going around with those kind of technicalities. I know, I know. But the point still remains okay. that hopefully he'll be in good nick tomorrow. Well, maybe he ends up with six <coughs> for 30 tomorrow, rips through them. And, Changes the game. And the West Indies. And they chased our 418 like they did Antigua yes, all these years on, ago. With a Chanderpaul in the side, <coughs> as they had then, if memory serves correctly. Indeed. My Hall of Fame is this. Uh, rowdy bunch of supporters down behind the bowler's <laughs> arm. They, as, as you will have seen online, they threw their uh, justice for Justin Langer uh, banner over, over the side of the thing. JL equals Justice League, I suppose, in the eyes of some. Um, and, and it wasn't that, because that story is not particularly interesting to me, but it was the fact that uh, our colleagues in the press box all went, ooh, story. And they all, suddenly they vanished, like the whole press box was empty, because they'd all gone down there to see if they could get a juicy quote right. or run this story up. Then they all came back upstairs about half an hour later looking dejected. I said, what's going on? And they said, oh... They were all 15. Like, you can't quote a 15-year-old. They didn't, they're just, it's just a joke. They're just mucking around. They don't care. So, you know. The, they've been good, those fellas. The they've, been, um, they've been chanting. They had the Jason Holder um, body paint on again yeah. today. They had the, um, they were trying to get one of Holder's shirts. I hope Holder gives them all of his kit after this test match because they have backed him in all the way through mm. his innings, both um, with the ball and, and with the bat. What I liked out of all of that, by the way, was that Langer, apparently when they were debating, I didn't see this, so I might not have all the details spot on, but um, let me go with it. Um, when um, I think Messi Jez, who uh, is one of our final word um, uh, friends here in Perth, put this on Twitter, I'll trust him. Um, Langer was saying that, um, oh, well, for the concussion sub, what they should do, what they could do, is get Brian Lara to come and bat for them. <laughs> so it's perfect JL. <laughs> Get the former great out there. Why not? I mean, he's you know, still pretty trim. I saw him play in the bushfire game yep. a couple of years ago, and, and he was peeling them off nicely. And um, makes yeah, sense yeah, to me. Smoking them in the nets too. So why not? Uh, I think that's it for today. This has been the final word daily. Uh, Woods.cricket.co.uk. If you want one of those sweet bats at a sweet discount. And uh, we'll be back for day four, and it looks like at this stage, day five, uh, West Indies, Australia, at Perth. Good night. I had to go.